This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me too deep. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah, it's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco, and... Finish it! (laughs) Evil Dead Inks in the back room, and Roger, it's time for us to finish this. It is. And I couldn't be happier. I love me some goddamn Badge of Silence. Maniac Cop 3. I have no idea what that title's supposed to mean. It does. It doesn't mean anything. It's funny because it's the badge of silence, and this is literally the only time we hear Matt Cordell speak. Yes. So he's not. Uh, well, he said he says Cordell in the second one, but I mean he's he, got a couple he, of lines he, in this one. I mean he says Cordell like how someone that's like in a coma would just come out of it. No! <laughs> if you ain't got subtitles on, I have no idea what the hell he's saying. But the most he's speaking is here, which is yes. funny being the badge of silence. Bum, bum, bum. What does it mean? It means this is a, an Alan Smithy film. <laughs> I noticed that immediately when I put it on to rewatch it for, for, for review. I'm like, oh shit, this movie got smithied. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, a lot of cooks in the kitchen with this movie. And it's funny uh, when you watch the making of and you kind of do some deep diving, how much trouble they really had making this movie like they knew they were in trouble when they did the rough cut which is every piece of footage that they had ever shot and it was still like 40 minutes and they were like oh, oh. no i mean it it shows rewatching i'm like man there's just so many scenes of just matt cordell slowly walking places and i'm fine with that see that's <laughs> which is like that's kind of my kind of movie is and i mean you notice it with the first tapehead, and you'll definitely notice it with Tapehead: The Return of Jacob Cobb, is like the killer is resurrected, and he's just trolling going somewhere. Trolling, he's around going town. somewhere. There's a there's an end location at in mind, but anything that's in between him yeah, and that location has to die, and that's that is called runtime padding. And you also get a you know, but a, I, a good kill in there, and <laughs> I feel like I, I I know and will know where Tapehead is going to. I have no idea where the fuck Matt Cordell is on his way to <laughs> at any point in this movie. Like he's just walking around, walking around. Then he's just skulking outside of a hospital, looking up at the room that Maniac Kate is in. Mm-hmm. And and I'm assuming he knows what room is in. I guess it's the only one with the light on. <laughs> This hospital, they're cutting costs, man. <laughs> and again, I have been in, I literally within the past month have been in a hospital where a big chunk of this place, dark, no room, no lights on in any rooms, nothing. I'm like, see, this shit is real. People <laughs> need to quit bitching about it. These hospitals are empty. Yeah, they're big ass buildings. Part of it are going to be empty for purposes. <laughs> Shut up. But, but they're way too dark. Why you need a power shift? No one's in there. Movie hospitals are far too dark, sir. <laughs> I will I will die on that hill. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. <laughs> um, so 
do you want to give the good folks out there in internet land a brief plot synopsis the best you can? Because, well, I mean, we already hit the nail on the head. This is an Alan Smithy film. <laughs> it's kind of muddy. Kind of muddy is kind of an understatement, I would say. I think the mud is like a puddle. Like, it's not too deep. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, this picks up immediately where part two ends with Cordell mm-hmm. buried, his name cleared. We have a scrawl at the beginning of the movie telling us that even uh, Robert Davi's character thought the terror would end. It didn't. And somehow, between Matt Cordell being buried, we're told about this brand new cop uh, named Kate, nicknamed Maniac Kate, which we've never heard of or seen a <laughs> bit of ever before, but apparently has a really long-standing relationship uh, sister-wise with Robert Davi's character. Again, something we've never seen at all in the previous mm-hmm. movie. Just kind of all of a sudden, yeah, he's really close with this person that you never heard of. Right. Well, it was supposed to be Lorraine Landon. It sh- yeah, and it should have been. Something happened. But yeah, this this maniac, Kate, ends up in a gunfight in a drugstore with 2010's Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. She gets comatose. And it's some of the footage revealed of this altercation is showing that she kind of unloaded her clip on these two people uh unprovoked but the raw footage of course shows the opposite like it's it's very much warranted so for some reason maniac cop is resurrected by uh, i'm just gonna call him king willie yeah voodoo he's king willie he literally is doing king willie shit for reasons and maniac cop decides he's gonna clear maniac kate's name or take her back to King Willie's abandoned church to marry her, resurrect mm-hmm. and marry her. And it's up to Robert Davi and his now new love interest, Dr. Lady, who works at hospital to stop them and results in ambulance chases. The greatest fire stunt in the history of fire stunts. I don't know if I would say this is the greatest fire stunt, but definitely the best like punctuation on the end of that when he is literally lighting up his 700th cigarette in the movie with <laughs> Matt Cordell's severed flaming arm. Mm-hmm. That, Spoiler alert. <laughs> that right there, uh, I literally was re-watching this movie going, why, I wonder why is this? Other than uh, Raj's like, introduction to the Maniac Cop movies was this one. I was like, I wonder what it is about this one that really speaks to him. And when he lit the cigarette with a severed flaming arm, I'm like, that's probably it. <laughs> That's it right there's there. A, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that kind of just speaks to me. For one, you know, we talked about Maniac Cop 2 and the look of Matt Cordell in Maniac Cop 2. Now, I like that look, and I feel like that's the look everyone likes. That's the definitive Maniac Cop look, that kind of blue, bloated, uh, big, like the 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 damage is bigger like it's starting to like the skin is separating it's like jason stuff like that. it's like new blood jason's like younger brother mhm yeah, i feel like he looks a little bit more like uh manhattan oh jason. yeah yeah you know yeah. kind of derpy a little bit <laughs> but uh the look of matt cordell in maniac cop 3 to me is hands down the best like he is completely corpsed he's really hidden in the shadows I like that. I like that he's a bit, it's a bit darker here. We don't quite see as much face as we did in two. 
Yeah. And also, you know, it's it's certain things like scuzzbucket characters, like the uh, the the doctor who's like, oh, I'm, you know, she's she's a vegetable. <laughs> da, da, da. And then he gets, you know, uh, the defibrillator to the face and to the chest. And The fact that this guy is going down on a woman while wearing a stethoscope mm-hmm. in his ears. <laughs> I have no idea why. Like, does he have that, like next to her pelvis like is he listening to himself go down on her or listening to her heartbeat or what i mean we don't see it but we see like her making pleasure noises and him popping up from between her legs with with a stethoscope on yeah plus you get robert forrester which is awesome yeah what what in the hell is up with him in this movie like (laughs) he just shows up and then he just kind of wanders into an x-ray room and there's papers all over the floor and he compares the place to a goddamn Greek restaurant. <laughs> like, what? what is that supposed to mean? Is they that, had him for a day is that and they racist? had to kill him, you know? Is that racist? I don't know, know about Greek sure. restaurants to, to verify or not. I don't know. My big fat Greek restaurant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My big fat Greek x-ray to the face. <laughs> Which is awesome. There... Again, there's a lot of like it's just as muddy as this movie is. It's just fun, and it's, it goes back to when we talked about my favorite uh, Halloween film. Goes back and forth between two or six, and everybody on the planet hates Halloween six. I swear to God, everybody does, and that's a movie that almost got Alan Smithied. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just I I kind of identify with that like movie that struggled to get made, you know. But you started with this one, so this is your first taste of the Maniac Cop. So wh- take me through that uh, that that time traveling moment. When did you discover this? At what age? And what were your thoughts after your first viewings of this new horror franchise? I'm t- I'm gonna say I'm like nine. I'm like nine years wow. old, and uh, we had a store in my local in in my hometown that was. Uh, it was called Duck Walls, which is basically like an Alco or a Dollar General for anyone oh, who I, has has either of those. That totally, like, if I, you didn't tell me what it was, it sounded like a, like a mini hardware store that had a toy aisle in it. Nope, nope. This one was specific. Like, this one had everything. You know, uh, you had a catch-all Toys, store. you had movies, you had technology, TVs, whatever, whatever you wanted you could buy in this place. Uh, and it was just a sh- shitty little hole-in-the-wall store that our town had for maybe two years. And um, I went in there with my mom one day, and they had their little movie section. And uh, I want to say, I could be misremembering this, but I, I feel like I have this pinpointed. Um, their their VHS tapes were dirt cheap. I want to say maybe two ninety nine, and that's kind of unheard wow. of. Yeah. Unheard of, even in like 95, 94, 95. Because even with inflation, uh, that's what, maybe six bucks. Yeah. And I got um, Maniac Cop 3 and Return of the Living Dead. Oh, my God. On VHS. What a day. And went home and watched those movies. And, I, and the reason I'm feeling like that. I have like a I have a story that kind of like taps into that like there was a day I didn't go to school because I had to go to the doctor because uh, I have like a, a super gnarly burn on my hand and I had to go to the doctor for said burn and uh, 
we went there after the doctor and my mom was kind of like, yeah, grab a movie or two. You know what I mean? Like it was like a, you're hurt <laughs> yeah. type of deal. Will this make you feel better? <laughs> yeah. Go up in your room and relax and watch a couple horror movies. And, um, Oh, you burned your hand. How about this film where this guy spends a good chunk of the f- finale on fire? That should on be good. fire. <laughs> yeah. This will feel good. And not knowing anything about any of the previous maniac cop, Films, Which is insane. Ju- like, I don't think anyone today would do shit like that that we used to do. Like, just like I've never seen Maniac Cop one or two. Fuck it, I'm buying part three and I'm gonna start there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was the only one they had, and he, like, you know, the cover. Oh yeah, the cover to Maniac Cop three, dude. It's an awesome cover. And I like, get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. But I don't feel like anyone like of that age bracket today would be like, well, I can't buy it. I haven't seen two or one yet. I gotta go find <laughs> two or one. I can't just start with three. Nope. That ain't the way it was back no, in no, no. 90, 94, <laughs> 95. You took what you got. Yeah, and so went home, popped that sucker in, and it was just I don't know whether it was just the perfect storm for like how kind of down I was feeling, but I was like, man, this is fun. Like this is he's just killing everybody. Like and I think it was also different for me because I'm used to like a Jason or a Freddy or a Michael um, not using a firearm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so having like a zombie using a, a gun and then using all these other different weapons, I was <laughs> just game like, this changer. is so, yeah, I'm like, this is so rad. Like, and then come on, man, that last, I know that, uh, Lustig and Larry Cohen both kind of hate this movie, <laughs> but like that last half hour, he's literally on fire for a half hour. Like it's awesome. It is awesome. I, I can't. I, the dummy on fire is well, all I can look at nowadays <laughs> when I see it because man, he's, he's literally carrying a goddamn dummy. <laughs> like yeah. it's. Well, I don't care. It's he's a, on fire. Yeah, he's on fire. I'm like that dummy is cheap as shit looking, and I can't <laughs> stop staring at it. Now, I have the exact opposite approach to my exposure to Maniac Cop 3 because I never knew there was one for the longest (laughs) time. I just knew there was one and two. Mm. And then I heard finally that there's, oh, there's a part three, and I never got to see it. I never found it anywhere to rent, buy, nothing. So you're like relatively new to Maniac Cop 3? Until I was able to find it at the stock, uh, finally on Blu-ray, two and three, not together, but together. I was like, oh, I can blue finally... Underground, the Blue Underground releases? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can finally see Maniac Cop 3. I've waited 20-something years to finally see Maniac Cop 3. <laughs> then I watched it, and the first time I did watch it, I'm like, I don't know if I like this. Probably because I waited 20 years, and I'm like, this is right. this is it. Probably like that Yeah, Phantasm, you had the hype build up, the hype build up. Yeah, it's that Phantasm <laughs> 5 Ravager kind of thing. Like, oh, oh, man. Shit, no, waited. this is... Maniac Cop 3 is leaps and bounds better than Ravager. You got to at least give it that. Yeah, I don't know if the budget's much different, probably. But it looks better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might put them on the same par. Like, Oof, ouch. But I didn't absolutely hate uh, either of the movies, so spoiler, right. whenever we get to the Phantasm franchise, holy shit, that'll be a wild mess. I'm going to have to do acid. Uh, it'll just sound like we're on acid when we're doing those <laughs> movies. Do not ask me to. I'm going to have to struggle to do the plot synopsis for those flicks. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't see the see it till I got the Blu-ray. Watched the Blu-ray and then yeah, didn't 
blow me away initially, and then on upon rewatching it a couple times, I'm like, all right, this is this is all right. Mm-hmm. And then watching it critically, I for recording purposes, I'm like, okay, now I can see all the goofy, real goofy shit about it. <laughs> like, where yeah. the fuck is this guy walking? Why is he walking so many <laughs> places with I don't know why? I'm like, this dude looks like King Willie that resurrected him. Why the fuck did he resurrect him? Holy shit, he's carrying a dummy and he's breaking every light bulb he's walking. <laughs> yeah. Under. I feel like uh, the guy who resurrects him looks a little bit more like Scatman Crothers, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, hundred percent. I'll give you that. And like, <laughs> so there's an underground tunnel that connects the local hospital to an abandoned church. Of course, why wouldn't there be? Where this, yeah, this voodoo man's lighting another another scene where we're getting a million candles lit mm-hmm. for purposes. <laughs> uh, and I will tell you this: I think I might have sent you the picture uh, way back when we were. I don't. It wasn't when I was writing uh, Tapehead, Return of Jacob Cobb, but I, I, I was, I had this lookbook where I was like, these oh, are yeah, the yeah. tones, like, and one of <laughs> images the, the that you like wanted to capture tones. from Maniac Cop Three is when he is in the coffin and he opens his eyes. Like, there are a million movies where a corpse opens their eyes, and they all have their like, they all vary in tone. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it is about Maniac Cop 3, whether it's the way that the music is coming, what is happening, but when he opens his eyes, every single time when I'm watching it, and I throw it on a lot, like it's always background noise. Every time I stop, I watch, and it gets a pop out of me. I'm like, yeah! Like, there's something about that shot that I'm like, that is fucking awesome. I, and the lighting, the fucking milky contacts, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I want to do that. A million times I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, because spoiler minus, uh, you don't really see anything, but the going down stethoscope scene, this is a pretty any time of day movie. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting too too excessively gory to be shielding, and there's zero nudity. Bummer on mm-hmm. that. Compared to uh, the second one where there's a fair amount. Yeah, yeah. Um I like that shot. I probably would have, uh, if it was me in the director's chair, I would have probably just stuck with just the hand popping up and pulling the the badge down. I thought the that, badge down. Yeah. I just thought that looked cool. Uh, favorite shot though is probably uh, one I know you like as well. Is just him <laughs> him walking, but it's the, like the waist shot where he's constantly flipping that Billy oh, Club yeah. knife around, like just how he does that. I wonder if that was actually. Mm. That was actually Robert Zadar. If that is, that was a different dude that was like doing that fucking trick, and I was like, I like watching that. I don't know why, but I like watching <laughs> him do that. It's super cool, yeah. Um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, is this the movie where to get Robert Zadar back, Lustig and Cohen had to be like, we'll we'll give you a vacation, or was I, that Maniac Cop two? I think I can't remember if it was if it was to do this movie or if it was to finish part two. To finish this or finish, yeah. Uh, definitely one of the two to to come back because yeah he's got to <laughs> put a whole lot more makeup on but uh, he does get to do some of the most maniac cop shit I've seen like I absolutely was a roll a roll every time when he's staring at the hospital window mm-hmm. and a random just jackass rolls up that's when he got that cop man. <laughs> Yeah, it just starts dropping all this random dialogue. I'm like, how do Exposition. you know all this? Yeah, why do you know all this shit? And in a total 
tapehead like move he just grabs this guy by the shoulder and throws him in the air and unloads his six shooter before he hits the ground on him mm-hmm. nobody <laughs> shows up to investigate this shit like that sounded like six gunshots outside didn't it i don't know yeah but just shoots the shit out of this guy before he hits the ground i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then well the other cool thing about maniac cop 3 which i really like and that, I think it also kind of goes back to like Predator Two is the like the news guys, you know? They're like they're just pariahs. They're like, oh, which one of them is the like the shady character from Beverly Hills Cop that's running the cigarette truck? <laughs> nice. <laughs> All I know him from, I'm like, uh, I can't think. Of, I think it's the cameraman, the, the guy holding the camera. Like that's the dude who's got the truck full of cigarettes in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Told the cops he was from Buffalo. I like those characters, but you know, it, it fits and it's, it's pretty accurate to the, like, Oh yeah. That shit's still going on. So it's very nightcrawler esque, but like they get their comeuppance a lot of, just a lot of scumbags in this movie. But what about, killed. what about Robert Dobby though? Cause I feel he has a total scumbagish move in this is he rolls up on this murder scene where we have a headless <laughs> corpse with chicken feathers stuffed in the head. And, and the a, chicken feet hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, a head drawn in chalk on the ground of a smiley face. So Robert Davi rolls up on this, pulls the sheet back, looks, and, well, at least he died with a smile on his face. Ah! <laughs> but, <laughs> but, as soon as, but as soon as anybody does any of that shit towards his friend Kate, he's like, they don't be talking about her like that. This shit ain't funny. This shit's real. I'm like... You were three minutes ago laughing about a dude who had his head cut off in an alleyway. Looks like you just punched your last ticket, amigo. <laughs> I was like, you <laughs> tough talk a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also the scene right there where he's, he gets done criticizing a corpse that King Willie's just hanging out. And how it's shot, it just feels like he's just hanging out, burning a barrel mm-hmm. in the next alley over. And Robert Dobby just rolls up on him, just like, <laughs> totally like, hey, makes sense, man. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A whole lot like that. It's, it's the way it's shot. It's like, is he just hanging out there? And they just didn't bother questioning him at all until Robert Dobby <laughs> showed up? I guess Dobby is a little scumbaggy in this movie. Uh, I had never really I thought mean, of it like that. So, yeah. I do feel bad for the man, genuinely, because... It feels like every scene he's lighting up another cigarette, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is if they were able to afford those like those the, the fake ones, yeah, yeah, like those potato fucking cigarettes that they smoke. Oh, probably not. Taste horrible, but at least they're safer yeah. than regular <laughs> cigarettes. But I was like, <laughs> definitely, it, it taints you if you've ever worked on making your own movie. I'm like just seeing how many times somebody does something like that. So if he's throwing up a cigarette every I mean probably total maybe it feels like seven times maybe mm-hmm. eight times he's lighting up so he's probably constantly lighting so up cigarettes yeah times that probably by 12 so he's probably burned through 700 cigarettes on the filming of this yeah and you also gotta too like the runtime of this movie is pretty condensed so oh yeah we like, get some repeat stuff we mm-hmm. in case you miss it in the previous two maniac cops if you need the backstory on Matt Cordell We'll get it again. You'll get it again. I will say this, though. Um, Robert Dobby as the lead, I feel, shines a little bit more in this movie 
than he does in Maniac Cop 2. Yeah, he's barely there. Yeah, he gets a really cool shootout in this movie, like where he does that little, like, you know, back roll off of the gurney and then, like, oh, that, catches, the, that catches the door with ridiculous. his foot. Like, That's cool, but him rolling on that gurney is goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, but it's um, awesome. It's I mean, it's obviously ridiculous, have, but it's like... I half expected him to pull the machete thing where they have in the same, same setup as a fucking car is rolling down. Clearly, you can see all the way underneath it. But out of nowhere, Machete just rolls out from underneath as if you couldn't see him and starts right. killing people. But yeah, in this one, you just see two gunshots start coming out. Like he has no idea where these people are. He's just, just and how killing do you, innocent. People, how do you yeah. set that up? Like you get on the gurney, pull the sheet almost over his head, and like push himself push off, off a door wall. frame, and hopefully yeah. he got down the middle of the aisle. Like aim straight. Yeah, had to plan this shit just right. Like they're gonna come out from that that door at the end of the hallway any minute. Just one good. Uh, and hope he kept mm-hmm. that shit straight and didn't veer off and hit a wall or something. Having having orderly give him a boost. Why? <laughs> yeah. Got, well, he's got Perkin JD. You know, he's got two guns in in his hands. Uh, he's a, yo, orderly Bob, push me down this in three seconds. Give it a good push. I got to get all the way to the end and keep that shit straight. So I can mm-hmm. just randomly start opening fire on these guys. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, awesome, but ridiculous. It is. It's like if I choreographed it, I'd be like, I'm a genius. You know what I mean? I'd <laughs> yes. be like, I, I'm i John Woo. Like, that's. <laughs> I would think I was so fucking cool. I, like, yeah, that day of wrapped filming, you're like, all right, let's go get a bottle of Champagne. It's time to celebrate with some bubbly because we just made the most amazing shit in the world. Absolutely. I, you know, I strive to one day make something as cool as Maniac Cop 3, to be honest. Strive, with you. I l- strive to Smithy. Yes. Um, That's a t-shirt. Look for it on <laughs> 3B Video. I, I want T-spring. a shirt that just says directed by Alan Smithy. I would wear oh, that fucking I every can, day. I can have that made up for you, no problem. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> but also with Robert Davi, like, again, having a, having a character reprise their role in, in a, you know, Furthering the franchise, a movie, so he gets to come back. A, a movie I feel he he felt probably was beneath him at this point because he was doing mm-hmm. he was doing big shit when he got part two. So to come back and do part three, yeah. But I feel like him being able to have his character in two films and not get killed off, as a as opposed to like the standard rule of coming oh, yeah. coming back in the next one you're getting killed like the Bruce slasher Campbell. standard, yeah, yeah. He gets to expand on his character and have a little bit more, um, like, not. I don't want to say like an arc because he he definitely kind of pl- like rides the same. I'd put tone. it as an arc. Like I don't see him having a romantic relationship at all in part two, and it's still kind of weird to see it. Any when he go goes for it in this movie, of mm-hmm. course he can't do it without lighting up his cigarette before he grabs this girl's <laughs> hand and start walking away from a burning ambulance. But right, I would put it as an arc for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I suppose. But, like, you do get to see a little bit more of how he operates as a police officer, including, like, going into uh, Freddy Krueger's room and, like, pinching off the air. Like, you're going to – I just want to talk to him. You know what I mean? Like, that whole, like – he's definitely, like, a by any means necessary dirty cop. That's 100% on that doctor's fault. Like, you can't tell by looking at this guy. Like, he's going to go out there and (laughs) rough this dude up. Like, Robert Davi seems like a man of his word, but he also seems like – like. You're not gonna fuck him up in there, are you? Are you in the bathroom and put a put a chair on his fucking throat? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, on the bed too. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent straight up. Which 
I think even when I was rewatching it, the wife was like, that's not going to stop you from breathing if you just pinch that tube that's just lightly put over his face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his only source of oxygen is this little bitty mask. But whatever. It's fine. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going with that, it makes makes it definitely easier to accept his gurney gunshot scene later. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of repeats, though, we also get another thing he's done in the in the previous two movies is he's shooting a random cop going up a flight of stairs. Oh, yeah. And the guy just fucking rolls down the stairs and he just leans out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I've seen this in the last two movies. Like, he has a thing for shooting people going downstairs. <laughs> Stunt pay. <laughs> and again, if this is not long after, because let's say it's even, it's from days. Few- uh, yeah, like for, for going from two to three, he has like a whole funeral set up. So even if it could, we, even if it's two weeks, we'll say two right. weeks. How is there any police force still left? <laughs> they transferred from other departments, man. <laughs> like they've had to bring other people in from other areas because he's wiped out this police force two and a half times. Yeah, you just got like guys like Winston Zedmore showing up. If there's a steady paycheck. Well, I'll I'll shoot anything. <laughs> yeah, they got to be New York has to be the desperate. Like, do you have a face? All right, you're now a cop. Yeah, do you have a trigger finger? Cool. It's martial law now. <laughs> yeah, definitely trigger finger. Like that's that thing. It's only cool in movies to accept is these outside the rules cops. Like, yeah, you're deputized now. Yeah, <laughs> like grabbing the janitor. Well, you always wanted to be a cop. You are now. <laughs> But also just in the aspect of, like, if in real life we're, like, heard about a cop that's, like, strangling, 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 is that a word? Strangling. Strangling. (laughs) Strangulating. If if you hear about a cop that's literally cutting off the oxygen to a patient to interrogate him, like, oh, that cop's being put on uh, administrative leave. Yeah. There's going to be news reports. But no, in this one, we're like, yeah. Well, cut his uh, oxygen off. You know, this is this is kind of in a weird political climate as well. Like, this is around like Rodney King time. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. like, like cops are being filmed being pieces of shit and still not having to be in trouble. Like, <laughs> and thirty years later, we're still in that spot. We're we're, we're still there. So, I mean, yeah. And and uh, another movie that or a franchise that I really like, like the Psycho Cop movies, they which I never got on. around to those, other than the one you showed me. Yeah, I showed you the the sequel. Yeah. The first one's a little rough. That sequel is as good as it gets and it's still pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same uh, like guys that pretty much did Maniac Cop, right? That did that switched over and did Psycho Cop. No. <laughs> no? Nobody nobody no. went over? I thought, like, one of the writers or directors kind of... No, uh, Adam Rifkin really? made, made the uh, Psycho oh. Cop movies. Okay. I thought there was I thought there was a connection there. I guess not. Adam Rifkin, a.k.a. Riff Coogan. Yeah. Because <laughs> he... Oh, Riffy Coogan. Yep. Who made your Invisible Maniac movie? Oh, now that... Is a bona fide boner jam. Of I was going to say boner fide. Uh, it is ugh, super boner fide, but <laughs> killer soundtrack for sure. Maybe one day if I get to show you that movie, well, that'll end up being a show. No sequels to it yet. 
Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just do Man a whole. And, hope. Yeah, maybe we'll just do a. We'll tie a bunch of invisible people movies together, and do something. I'm like all that. for that. Yeah, but here we have back to Maniac Cop Three: The Badge of Silence. Silence. <laughs> the movie that I'm not sure if it knows where to end because I totally forgot rewatching it how it ends. Mm-hmm. So I figured once the shit is blowing up and on fire in the church, I'm like, okay, this is probably the end. Because you even have like a line from Robert Davi of like, rest in peace, Kate. Cordell, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're driving in the ambulance and like, There's, this is still going? I'm like, something still has got to happen. And again, this is 93 when this is made? Yeah, it's around there, yeah. Yeah, and people are still driving like Ghostbusters level looking ambulances mm-hmm. look like they rolled out of the same one used in like new blood <laughs> and then we get he's all right and then we get your <laughs> sequence of it feels like jaws a little bit of like uh maniac cop on fire in a car chase so with this good. ambulance it's wild shit dude so first of all we gotta also talk about the fact that Cordell's so wicked strong he can just grab onto the car door and hold them or push them <laughs> yeah he's, yeah yeah I forgot about that he pushes them and it causes the whole car to veer off the road <laughs> so perfect it is perfect but his arm is also so fragile you could slice it off if he just ran into a pole that was just yes. wide enough to fit in between the two cars well you know I mean Inertia. I was really, I was really starting to question. I was like, "How long can a inside of a car be on fire and still function?" Because he's he's still driving, and it looks pretty clean in there. And you would think shit would be starting to melt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it still looks good. I'm like, I really kind of like, I want to MythBusters that shit. Like, how long can we burn burn something in a car and it still be functional? We put Kane Hodder in a car on fire driving. Yeah, like, can you drive this for like? 20 minutes down a road and still be able to like switch gears and throw it in reverse and like rev the engine at one point. Yeah, like it's that's a weird scene is when they have the ambulance turned on its end and Cordell's in the flaming cop car and he stops mm-hmm. to rev the engine to scare them. <laughs> I'm like that's the only time I'm like is that that's not really too Cordellish. Like he doesn't seem like a type that needs to do that. He's already in rev- a, He's in a cop car that's on fire. Intimidation's already there. Revving yeah, the engine neat. and spinning the wheels is unnecessary. <laughs> it's overkill well, at know, that point. You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the, like, you you steer and then the fucking throw the oxygen in the cop car. That's the that Jaws whole... moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Smile, you son Smile, of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you remember me? Or is that Jaws the Revenge? I don't know. There's always some fucking, there's always that's, some line you got to say right before you. I think that's Jaws goes to hell. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the final Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws in space. But uh, yeah, so, and I feel like that's a pretty good ending to Maniac Cop. And then, of course, you get the in in case this makes money stinger, like oh yeah, at the morgue where he reaches over and holds her hand. Which did they put the other the severed arm with that, or is that still somewhere else? Were you okay? Were you expecting that hand to come alive when he used it to light his cigarette? Probably as a like 
nine, ten year old kid, I was probably like, that's going to grab you. You know what I mean? I mean, they shoot it like just as cheesy as possible. Like he's watching, Robert Dobby is watching Cordell on fire in this car blow up. Put the cigarette in his mouth, and you you say it in your head before it happens. Like, man, he should light that cigarette with that flaming severed hand that was in the passenger seat of his car. Mm. And then he just slowly pulls up this hand that's on fire, lights a cigarette, and then drops it. And you're like, oh, my God. See, and I think, you know, I mean, we were talking about, like, what is it that makes me like this movie so much? And, you know, you're you're kind of hot on the trail with it, like, it being my first Maniac Cop movie. But I think it's I think it's more so like it's so like outlandish and ridiculous that it really appeals to like my nine year old like cartoon riddled brain. You know what I, I mean? Like putting two defibul like running a defibrillator on a dude throughout terrorizing a guy throughout an entire hospital with it and then somehow carrying that shit to the fucking <laughs> roof. And yeah, still having yeah. enough juice in it to to zap somebody's face off? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. It's very, like, Looney Tunes-esque. And I think, <laughs> and I think that really, like, strikes a chord with me. Um, but it never, like... It's weird, because it's, it's so silly, but it never crosses, like, a whoop-whoop-whoop-whoop-whoop-whoop, like, mode. You know what I mean? Like... There's never the moment, like, I'll compare it to, like, Freddy's dead. In Freddy's dead, Freddy is literally, like, making fun of a guy that's deaf at one point. Mm-hmm. Pushes a bed of spikes and looks in the camera and gives a... <sighs> the like, Bugs Bunny huff, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a living. Yep. Nothing, and this movie doesn't have that. Yeah, Cordell does not do anything funny. Everything is done very other than rev the engine. So there's your there's your. That's not even really that funny. Funny. That's just like that's bizarre. But everything is Mm -hmm. very Jason esque. And as far as like single thought frame of mind, just straight ahead, Mm -hmm. no bullshit. I would have liked when he had that defibrillator. If he's just dragging the like he's got the paddles in his hand, he's just dragging dragging the machine. Yes, it's babunk 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 up the steps. Stretched out cord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dispatch. Dispatch. <laughs> like just be really goofy with it, but in that in that mm-hmm. way that's not goofy to him, but it's goofy to us. Right. That I would have preferred if I, that was <laughs> if I was Smithy in that position. I'd be like, can you drag the defibrillator machine just a little bit? When you were prepping for this, did you watch mm-hmm. the making of? I didn't rewatch the making of. No. Oh my god! After this podcast, it's like. 30 minutes, dude. I know it's go like, watch um, it. I watched it, I think, when I initially bought it. I don't remember anything about it, and I didn't, I did not rewatch it today. So, you, you must just, just to satisfy your curiosity, dude, you have to because it's hilarious. They talk about how, so they, they decide to make this movie. They've greenlit this movie. They, they've cast this movie. <laughs> they're, they're fucking like weeks away from shooting. And Cohen is supposed to send them a script. And they haven't got the script. They haven't got the script. They call him every day, and he ghosts them. And then finally one day they get a hold of him, and he's, like, on a car phone, like an old-school fucking car phone. And they're like, hey, man, we need the script for Maniac Cop 3. And he's like, oh, okay. You got a pen? And they're like, what? Fade in. Exterior. Night. He, like, was going to fucking just tell them how the movie was. Like, go ahead and write this down. This is your movie. 
And they're like, no, 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 no. We need a real script. <laughs> this is a real script. Write it down. I'm going to read it to yeah. you while I'm driving. Yeah. On the car and phone. So, like, he he ends up writing them a script. And On I think the drive. Like, I think, like, two or three other guys kind of stick their finger in the pie, you know, and, and yeah. write, rewrite some stuff, change some stuff around. Stick their dick in the pie. Whoa. That's a whole different movie. And, uh... You know, there, there's just a lot of really unique stories as to why this movie ended up the way it is. And Bill Lustig is like, that movie's a piece of shit. I hate that fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, so with all that, let's say uh, Cohen's phone doesn't work when they try to call him. Or they <laughs> misdial the number and dial one digit off and they call you. How do you set up the story how do you f finalize this trilogy of maniac cop 3 <laughs> what would you do to make this movie what would you change what would you not change this how movie's would it perfect end? you wouldn't change this the thing a, <laughs> this is a perfect movie i i, I, <laughs> I love this movie dude um i like it but I, I would definitely go with that like we need and why the hell didn't laurie landon get the spot why didn't they write that I don't know or, it was something to do with money or I mean, they just, I guess they killed her in the last one. But, I mean, you totally could have maybe pulled off, like, she just had her neck broke and she's still in the hospital. She was supposed to be in a coma. Okay, yeah. She you, was supposed you, to be the coma. You girl. could have got away with that. Like, I would have wanted that to have been the case. But I think maybe it had something to do with, like, well, you're going to pay me scale to, like, lay in a bed. Like, I want to be in a movie. I don't want to just fucking lay in a bed type of thing. Something I don't, I don't know. know. I'm sorry, your neck was broken in the previous movie. You have to, you can't just be up running around. You have to be in a bed. <laughs> yes, you're gonna get paid scale. Why? Why would that be a problem? I love I Lauren Landis. She's a lovely person. But I'm like, you're gonna pay. I mean, paid anything like so. I just get to lay here and like, all right, yeah, yeah, you, exactly. That's the easiest working. I'm like, I would do that in any job in the world. Like, you're, <laughs> I just lay here and sleep. You pretend, pretend to be sleep. asleep. We'll get some close-ups of your face. That's all I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. No makeup. You know, you don't have to do wake up. There's no wardrobe. You just pull the blankets up. I'm like, that's all you got to do. You're lucky you still get paid at all. <laughs> yeah, I would pay For you to scale. Like, this is not a major, major, major production value. Like, you got to, like, you seen the dummy we sat, set on fire at the end of this movie? Yes, you're going to get paid <laughs> scale. I'd be happy. I would be more than happy with that. Like, the lay there asleep and still get paid for it. Yeah. Well, I Shit. think also, like, it's weird because Maniac Cop 2 did so well, but the budget for Maniac Cop 3 was so low. So, and which, again, like, for me, when I look at Maniac Cop 3, and I don't know whether it is just that fucking Blu-ray transfer, but I guess even as a kid, it seems like a really big movie. That, that There's a fire stunt that lasts a half hour. That's big. You know what I mean? So, yeah. when, I look, when I look at this movie, it does not feel cheap to me. Like... We still get all the same kind of kills that we're accustomed to. Like, he's shooting people. He's stabbing people. He's electrocuting people. He's beating people up. Like, we're, we're getting the same level. It looks of, the same, too, a little bit. This it does. Has, it's got like the that, same, like... That blue tinge to the look of the night. Like, it feels like the same New York City. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, we talked about when we talked about the first Maniac Cop. Like... This is a franchise that we're lucky enough that somehow, some way, still managed to 
even as off the rocker as 3 is, still managed to take itself seriously and maintain the like integrity of the first film all the way through to the third film. He never does like say something stupid or, you know, have a parachute or you know any like that for that Freddy Krueger shit. Like parachute. we don't get that. Yeah, like we don't get any of that weird shit like Yeah. So so I don't know. It's, this movie has always felt big to me. Uh, it doesn't feel out stabbed of, in the face. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> no, it's not stabbed in the face. Uh, it doesn't feel too far removed from mm-hmm. the other two. Like, you, like sometimes you can tell, like, oh, this was a made-for-TV sequel. Yeah, this like, is budget this kind is of uh, thing. Wrong Turn Seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels very much in line. Maybe just because like this '93, so we're definitely in the we're at the bottom of the roller coaster for slasher movies. Mm-hmm. The craze is over. The, the 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 drab is starting to come in, and this is also at the height of uh, movie rentals. So budgets are gonna be low because like if you keep keep that shit low, like they'll buy about anything and put it in the video store. So yep, I'm gonna say in my guess the combination of super low budget video rentals combined with slasher movies those are out by this point, man. Uh, what else you got? Like, start making fucking Clerks. Start making Pulp Fiction. That's the dinosaur movies. Yeah, yeah dinosaur movies. Heavy dialogue stuff is what's going to be coming in down the pipe next. So, I think those things probably hindered this movie getting wider release, bigger budget, bigger movie, even with a popular second entry. Because this didn't. Mm-hmm. Did this have any theatrical run at all, or was this 100% straight to video? I think it had a very small theatrical run. Really? I would have uh, guessed yeah, 100% think, straight to video. I think. I, I could be completely wrong. Which is um, funny because I never saw it on straight to video. Of all the damn video stores I went to, they had all kinds of weird shit in it. I never found this once. <laughs> not out not out to rent at all. Not like it's, oh, it's here, but someone has it out. No, never. Not one time in any That's video wild. store. And I went to a ton of them. I think, like, I ha- like a, I think my VHS was like a good times. Like good times release. Wow, maybe yeah. I was able to find Evil Dead Two easier than I was able to find Maniac Cop Three, which was oh yeah, never, <laughs> fucking never. But now you got a super special edition Blu-ray. Um, so yeah, you've got the creme de la creme until it's released on 4K. Which we why would we need that? I don't know that we would ever need 4K Maniac what, Cop Three. What insane human being? Is gonna pour the money in the 4K trilogy of Maniac Cops. <laughs> well, if they short remake of, it, short of if Arrow Arrow Video or something gets into that. Oh, I, actually, never mind. I can totally see Shout Factory, Scream Factory doing that at some point. Yeah, should they well, get their if, hands on it? If Maniac gets remade and does well, that's when you get the reissue special edition. Holy shit, box set! Like. I'll make the prediction. I don't think they, if, if they ever get around to actually remaking it, I don't think it'll do well. It might do okay, but I don't. Uh, my interpretation of not it not doing well is I'm not. They're not going to get a sequel. It's going to be a movie that's like that was cool, and then it's gone. Yeah, you don't um, remember it. Because like, if you remember when the Amityville Horror got remade, they did the Ryan Reynolds one, which is a good movie. I like that movie, but when it was in theaters. Um, I remember leaving the theater and going to Best Buy, and because there was a new Amityville Horror, yeah. Best Buy had like 
the the box set of one through three with the A and E like Amityville confidential documentary and everything like completely yep. repackaged special editions like and I bought that like and that's kind of like the you know distributions uh, like that's their little ace in their back pocket like it's the only way well, we can do this where it'll make any money yeah breathe it some new life breathe the franchise a little new life and then repackage all the originals Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it got remade with Platinum Dunes they did the same thing oh get a new 30th anniversary of part one that looks like fucking raw meat like the cover looks like raw meat or whatever like <laughs> literally at time of recording this we've had the news drop of the Friday the 13th TV series coming out mm-hmm. and literally the other day I sent you a picture of like oh look Here's the Friday the 13th Part 4 Steelbook Blu-ray Digital Copy Holy Shit Edition they put out. Yep. I And, like, the collector in me, like, wants that, but I have Part 4 on VHS. I, like, I you have, have two copies of, of it on DVD. I have uh, two co- or one copy of it on <laughs> Blu-ray because I have the special edition Shout Factory box set. Like, yep. I don't need this again. It's going to be the same disc, just with a new <laughs> case. And, you know... I'm sick to death of fucking part four. But even I was like, <laughs> God damn, I kind of wish I had this. It's fucking cool. Because <laughs> it does look cool. Steelbooks do look pretty goddamn cool. They Live Steelbook looks pretty goddamn cool, too. But even though it's just, it's nothing, it's not new artwork. It's just the same shit. It's the fucking mask, blood, knife. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just something about it. Like, heaven help me if they do that same shit. I'm glad they kind of have not done the same shit with Elm Street because I would be the You'd one. You'd be in real big trouble. I would be so fucked. I'd probably be divorced by now. This <laughs> <laughs> in my house with uh, 17 copies of Dream Warriors, 122 <laughs> copies of the original, 66,000 copies of Part 2. Like They're all the same. This one has a digital copy in it, though. Mm-hmm. And three yeah, extra minutes. Media, this is the media release. This is the Good Times release. This is the... <laughs> I'm still kind of on the hunt. Like, something else I'd like to get in the Elm Street collection is that triple pack of the first three on VHS. Just because it came in, like, this slipcover. I'm totally slipcover fanboying. <laughs> but I want this OG slipcover that came out in, like, the early 90s. That, like, Freddy, like, sticking his head out through a TV box set. Like, I just want it. I already have all the first three movies on VHS in the OG slips. But I want this slip that goes over the slips over the VHSs. <laughs> I want you the slip be of the slip. I'm not even bothering to look at that shit. I don't know if I want to know <laughs> what it costs. Probably not It'll too bad. I probably could I could probably get away with it for 60, 70 bucks. Oh my god, a piece of cardboard for 60 bucks? Fuck you. Um <laughs> I mean we're paying so, almost half that just to get the fucking steel book of Friday Fart Part Fart Four. That's Friday true. Fart Four, man. Uh well, so now that we're like <clears throat> about an hour, fifty minutes into the podcast, and you're you're I don't want to say new to this movie, but I, like I would say new. I'm relative. I'm new. New-ish. I'm pretty new. Pretty goddamn upon, new. Upon rewatching it, uh, what are your thoughts now? Like, is it a movie you th- think you'll watch a little more frequently, or you're like, ah, eh, that's enough for a while? Uh, I mean, I don't get around to the Maniac Cops a great number of times, but if I'm gonna do it, I feel like it's it's a day of it. Like, let's just start with one. We'll do all right. Let's do two. Go ahead and do three. I know when that was uh, on the last drive-in, that was a great. I was like, oh, finally, double feature that makes real, real sense to me. It's <laughs> Maniac Cop 1 and 2 back-to-back. Great Joe Bob uh, double feature night. That was fantastic. Uh, so I'll get around to it every once in a while, but it'll be 
more likely I'll just want to do the trilogy. Yeah. But on occasion, if I'm going to do a, a single one, I'm probably still going to go back to part one. Part one oh. seems to me a good... Because that's my part three for you. Gotcha. I started with one, so I was like, I can do one and call it. Kind of like John Wick. Like I like all the John Wicks, but I'll still go back and watch part one. I'm One, yeah. Yeah, two, so, three, yeah, maybe if I'm doing a day of it. Tell you, what I normally do is I grab all three Maniac Cops off the shelf. <laughs> yep. I start with their special features. I watch all the special features on one. So then I move the special reel. features on two. Get you hyped and then up. I watch the, Yeah, and then I watch the special features on three. And then... Seriously, I start. I watch them backwards. I go three, two, two one. one, go. But like, I love, I love to watch the special features, especially because two and three. I can't speak for one. I know I, one's I, got commentary, but like, I don't have a good copy of part one. I have a real spare bones DVD, but it's signed by Lori Landon, so I can't upgrade it for. You still can upgrade. You I mean, gotta, I, I mean, yeah, I did for Brutal Massacre. So, yeah, yeah, so. But the special features on two and three are amazing. They each They're have these good. like making of documentaries that are in between thirty and fifty minutes, and that's the kind of stuff. And they're under Blue Underground, which is Bill Lustig's like company, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. that's his that's his baby distribution company. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing. I need to see the if they did what did all that for a part one Blu-ray. I need to check that out because I don't have shit on my. <laughs> Bare Bones DVD. I was I bought it for four bucks used. Just amazed I was able to find Maniac Cop on a disc. So that's what I've got. It almost looks bootlegish, like how <laughs> how kind of bare bones got, and rough it is. But I was like, I think it's got a trailer legit. on it. Yeah, like this looks interactive legit. menus. <laughs> it's the it's the cover art that feels almost like is this printer paper <laughs> just folding in half? <laughs> you playing Could me be. for a flute here? <laughs> well, now that we're done. Talking about how much at least I really, really, really like this movie, Evil. Like what it. time is it? <laughs> it's time to talk about some folks who didn't care for Maniac Cop 3. Hated Maniac Cop 3. I think Ellen Smithy maybe wrote some of these. But it's time for the Amazon One Star Reviews. Hated it. This is a first in the history of 3B video. Uh-oh. There is not a single goddamn one-star review for Maniac Cop 3. <laughs> Fucking A, validate my feelings. <laughs> I was like, you know, I should probably look for the closest equivalent I could, but I'm like, you know what? This is Roger's favorite of this trilogy. And there's not a single goddamn one-star review for it. So clearly, it's the greatest movie of all time. It, I got a happy tear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that makes me so fucking happy. Uh, take that, internet. <laughs> you might need to go write one just because. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll title it. Like, I'm titling this just because there's not a single one and it ruined our podcast experience <laughs> for this particular movie. And we covered a lot of goddamn movies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of goddamn one-stars for the most out-there shit on Earth. Killer, Killer uh, Deadly Invasion had one-star reviews. The Killer Bee yep. movie, not one. Not a one for Maniac Cop 3. Thank you, God. So. That rules. <laughs> it This movie de, um, belongs in its own category now for being untouched by the internet's hatred. Maybe because it's not been seen, but I think we'll just stick with the, this is probably just the greatest movie ever been made and no one can, I, no one has the balls to one star it. Goddamn right. And if they all now of a I sudden. I get my Maniac Cop 3 tattoo. 
Now, if all of a sudden they pop up after this is released, we'll know they're bullshit one-star reviews and they're just doing it despite us. Yeah, those fuckers. But yes, welcome. This is History in the Making, the only film in 3B video history to escape the one-star review scale. Yeah, boy. Uh, you can watch your movie with the lights on, boy. <laughs> I think I even said it to myself when I was trying to find them. I was like, oh, I need to find the one stars for part three. We're going to do that in a couple days. Are you fucking kidding me? There's not one. <laughs> yes. And I thought about it. Yes. Like, I should tell him this right now. I'm like, no, no, I'll save this. I'll surprise him with it. It'll make his day. Totally made my Monday. It'll give him one happy rolling tear. <laughs> like, yep. They love it. They really love it. <laughs> They love it. <laughs> and it's true. The internet apparently has no hatred for Maniac Cop 3. Bad, the badge of the Amazon One Star Reviews is the true badge of silence. Goddamn right. So the internet always hurts my feelings. Then they go do something like this and totally <laughs> redeem themselves. <laughs> so, so to be clear, for the internet to redeem themselves, it has to do nothing for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> doing nothing is doing the most it's ever done in its entire in your entire life. Yeah. Okay. Goddamn right. <laughs> that speaks volumes for the internet. It does. Because the internet sucks. <laughs> you know what you have to do to be awesome, internet? Nothing. You do Shut nothing. up. <laughs> you be Maniac Kate and do nothing in this movie. I wonder how much she got paid. Well, she did do, like, the gunfight with Freddy Krueger and get shot and do that insane, uh, I'm sure it was a stunt woman. Although, who knows? It's not like she did a lot of acting she had to do. Outside of laying in a bed, so it could have been the same person doing that fall through the f- pharmacy roof. <laughs> yeah. What the odds are landing right where she needed to be on her feet? A good like look like fifteen foot drop. Look like the fucking hell in the cell drop. She just lands <laughs> on her feet. You buzzed him in. <laughs> like good God Almighty, her her ankle should be broken in half, but she just lands they, on her feet. They are. She's just got a really high pain tolerance. Well, now that the internet has made me a happy, happy boy, Google, <laughs> what what time is it now? I guess now it's time to do the only thing left. It's time to play the actual game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game and how you play it. I can't imagine the kind of pain you feel, man. I'm not gonna pretend to, but don't condemn to the se- condemn her to the same fate. She deserves better. You cleared her. She's a piece. Let her go, man. Let her go. <laughs> Do it or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Finish um, it. Finish it. Yes. Uh, she cannot be revived. <laughs> She does not want to be revived. Whatever. I whatever totally was thinking the bar- not barely those guys, the naked gun shit. And they're like, as soon as Nordberg is better, he's welcome back to police squad, unless he's a drooling vegetable. I think that's just common <laughs> sense. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god, but, she's uh, she got maniac cated. But that's right. It is time to play the game. And if you're new here, welcome. But you're probably scratching your head, asking yourself, what is the game? Well, the game is a deep cut in and of itself where you gotta pick a prop from the movie that we are covering, but it can't be a well-known prop. So since we're covering the Maniac Cop trilogy, you can't say you want his hat, you can't say you want his badge, and you damn sure can't say you want his nightstick, because those are all low-hanging fruit. And as Evil loves to say, you gotta go deep or... Get thrown 40 feet in the air and hit with a six-shooter before you have time to hit the ground. Sucka. 
Uh, that's the Bangkok rules right there. <laughs> <laughs> that should help, oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been the Freddy's Dead moment for Matt Cordell if he had said something at that moment. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would have been against it. <laughs> In I my would... head playing it right now, like, man, I might just make this movie even more gnarly. It'd be pretty rad. <laughs> the, old, the old escape from L.A. Bangkok rules, man. Total sidebar, I found an escape from L.A. Uh, is it McFarlane action figure? Like the old, like... Oh, yeah, Movie Maniacs? Movie Maniacs. The other day for like 30 bucks, still in the package, Ooh. and I'm like, man. Mm. Kind of want to have Snake that. Pliskin. We have is a one-eyed this... cat, and I've been fighting to rename it uh, Snake Puskin. <laughs> My Snake Pliskin's uh, gun hand broke off the hand broke off Just glue that so shit I, back I, glue, I tried to glue it back on yeah and then uh when i had all of my movie maniacs and stuff in the basement we had that big flood and i just i threw everything away i threw them all away and i yeah. never should have you know that figure probably was just surfing down there on the waves that's true yeah <laughs> as you open the door he's just passing by you going later <laughs> God damn it. Maps tsunami, snake, tsunami. <laughs> Prepare for our escape double feature coming soon oh, on the 3B please. Video Deep Cut Podcast. Please, God. Um, but I suppose I'll go first this week, Evil. I'll since, preface uh, it with it's damn near impossible. I had to, like, it's a, I had to secondary prize myself with my pick because it's obvious what the first pick wanted to be. <laughs> is the hand? It's the it's a severed hand. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to not want, man. It's super tough. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. There is. So I'm uh, curious, being your your tippy top of the trilogy, what did you go with? Uh, I think mine's mine's so simple it might surprise you, and I think I'm probably just gonna go with the watch that Robert Davi gives Maniac Kate for her birthday. Ooh, no, that's good. I didn't even think about it. That's fucking great. Yeah. I think that's that's the one. Because it's... Pre it just... or post burnt? <laughs> Pre-burnt. Pre-burnt. Still, right. on that, still on the fucking plastic display with the price tag on it and everything. Oh, yeah. She pulls all off. Like, oh, she took that out of that case a little too easily. I buy watches mm-hmm. every about a year or so because mine ends up crapping out or breaking. Those things take a few minutes to get out of that goddamn security packaging. And she just shoop, and pops that shit off and puts it on. I'm like, that's as unrealistic as any sex scene in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mac, I love it. <laughs> I was like, it should be like, Mac, you got a knife? Yeah. <laughs> I can't cut this plastic shit off. Puts it on the fucking gun thing. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been what happened. Take it out of the packaging with putting it on the fucking shooting range. Yep. Uh, and again, we're back at the infamous uh, Maniac Cop shooting range. <laughs> but yeah, Maniac the, Cop don't the, kill nobody. The one time he doesn't show up from behind that shit. That's the only <laughs> time they didn't retread that. By the way, like, we can do one of the two what you want. You want him coming out from behind the shooting range? You want him plugging coming a guy up coming up the steps? <laughs> we'll do plugging up the steps, but you got to give me one more recap of the trial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time, god damn, again? Well, in case you forgot that he was on trial, which it really helped me when it was my first time watching. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. 
which I'm still mildly fuzzy on how they how did he clear his name? I, I like it's I, kind I, of established he was a ruthless cop and probably was very excessive in his force usage. So him getting put in jail to a degree probably was warranted. The most I could probably uh, shame them for is putting him in gin pop. Yeah. <laughs> and getting him killed. Yeah, some tango and cash shit. Oh, I put half these guys away. Mm-hmm. Where's the one guy who wants to put brown sugar in his ass? Hey, speaking of tango and cash, the maniac cop yeah. is in tango <laughs> yeah. and cash. Where he should be behind bars. Like, oh, that's where Cardell <laughs> should be, right there. Alive and well. But with my pick, the thing I could not notice, stop noticing in this movie that I've already mentioned, I felt so bad for Robert Davi if he was not a regular smoker, but give me one of his extinguished cigarettes that he lights up constantly in this movie, because my God, I, feel, I thought you were going to go with the defibrillator. <laughs> uh, the defibrillator is pretty, pretty awesome. The stethoscope was pretty close as well, but I just couldn't get away from like, God damn, I wonder how many cigarettes he had to burn through. Because he he's lighting up constantly in this fucking movie. And, you know, even if that's... Even if one of those times it's like two, three shots. That's still, like, over a month you're lighting up 30, 40 times. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that Robert Dobby isn't dead already from from smoke inhalation and cancer is is shocking to me. If those were real yeah. cigarettes. Hopefully he was able to get those fake nasty tasting shit Did potato I, things. I'm pretty sure I've told you, and I, I know it was on one of these podcasts, but... When we shot the tape head that we're editing right now, mm-hmm. we had one actor, and it called for him to smoke a cigarette. So I bought prop cigarettes, and uh, well, like he potatoes, shows up, aren't they? The ones I bought aren't even they they just blow out fake smoke like oh. powder. Okay, I don't I just, know where I just where because the... I couldn't because I can't afford I couldn't afford those type of prop cigarettes. I couldn't afford movie prop cigarettes, so I bought, Are like, those movie prop stage. ones, though, potato? I don't know where the fuck I've heard that yeah. they're, like, potato cigarettes that they taste... I think I was watching something on YouTube where they were talking about it, and they taste like absolute ass. Not yeah, that regular have, cigarettes taste any fucking better, but they apparently... They have a bunch of different types. Yeah, that they're better for you, and you can't, you know, you're not gonna throw up from lighting up a cigarette every 18 minutes. Right. So... I had fake cigarettes. My actor shows up and he goes, oh, I was just going to smoke real cigarettes. And I said, uh, no. You don't want to do that, you, sir. I don't want you to do that because we have to shoot like a wide. We have to shoot a mid. We have to shoot a close. We have to shoot over shoulder. Like That's like $60 probably in just cigarette purchases right there I if said, he's going to do we, that we, shit. I said, we got a lot of uh, you know, angles and stuff we've got to cover. And that's a lot of takes, man. If you don't nail it, like you're going to. And he was like, well, I, I, I want to smoke a real cigarette. Like, so I'm going to, so he pulls out a pack of cigarettes and he's like, I'm going to do, so I can do the initial lighting. I'll light a real cigarette and I'll, I'll smoke it. So we do the mid and he lights a cigarette and smokes it the whole time doing his whole lines and smokes the cigarette down to nothing. And then I go, all right, well, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that again. And he's like, oh, okay. So he lights another cigarette. And I mean, this is within like five minutes, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, gotta gotta get the lighting, so he, he fucking lights it and does it. He does this like three times, and we're still on the first <laughs> camera fi- angle. It's in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, 
And then he's like, I'm getting a little dizzy. I'm like, yeah, dude. Uh, oh, here. you don't say, man. I'm like, here's the fake cigarettes. Let's that's, let's do this. That's when you so, totally freaking him and you just slap him across the face and hand him another cigarette. Like, you like this motherfucker <laughs> up, I'll tie you to a chair. You, you like it. I'm like, well, I think I've got enough coverage of you lighting a cigarette <laughs> and taking the initial puff. So you're fine. So, you know, and then move it, move into the fake cigarettes. But moral of the story is listen uh, to the goddamn director. That, he's gonna, that shit he will knows fuck more than you. you. Up. <laughs> Not much, but like, it's the same thing with like wanting to drink alcohol. I, I know I told you, uh, one of my wife's friends bought our first tape head, and I ran into them at the store, and they were like, "Oh my god, like, did you guys get like super wasted? Because there's that scene where the montage of you guys just drinking beer, like you had to have been drinking a lot of beer." And I'm like, "Uh, it was Sprite." You know, like, and they're like, really? You weren't drinking real beer? I'm like, that's, they don't do that in movies. Like, that's not. Did you read the label? I was like, that's not even a real beer company. Look, if you, if you were just glancing at it, it looks like Budweiser, but it was Foodang. But like, the... you got a safety, man. Like, sure, we would have loved to have sat and drank fucking ice cold beer now, granted, in that it, 100 degree yeah, room. <laughs> it looks indie as shit and low budget as hell and like guys who don't know what they're doing, you're doing it, but it's a, the production value is a lot mm -hmm. higher than you want to give us credit for, god damn it. God damn right. We worked our asses off on that. But, I just uh, I just totally have a serial mom moment when someone would say something like that. I just want to look at them and go, are you insane? <laughs> you know, wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drinking, you motherfucker. <laughs> so you just want you just want like I want one of them all like the butts of his cigarettes. I would you that'd be even better. Just give me the whole ashtray of cigarette butts. <laughs> I was thinking just one, but you should give them all to me. Shit, every goddamn one of them. Give me all then of his you'd, butts. You'd have his DNA. We could clone Robert Davi when the time comes. <laughs> Finish it. <laughs> this, this is how soul you came, does not man. want to be. Reclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix all your pock marks on your face and make you look like a, a smooth-faced gentleman. <sighs> Listen, I don't think if Robert Davi didn't have that look, he wouldn't be I don't Robert think he Davi. Would be, he would not be a successful actor. Like everyone has to have something that sets them apart, and yeah. that's him. Like he looks like he looks like very similar to Tom Atkins. How you said like yeah, I don't he looks think real. I can see Tom Atkins smile. Like I don't think Robert Davi's like. That's the, haunting. I'm having still. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a horror film where it's Tom Atkins and Robert Davi. Put them in the smile sequel. Make them <laughs> nope. smile the whole movie, and they're a hundred million dollars first day of release. Everyone has nightmares forever. Those those two men smiling are real terrifying. I'm gonna see mm. if I can find pictures of them smiling. Just post them in our <laughs> Discord. Discord. Right. There's nightmare fuel for you. Put this on a T-shirt. Invert the colors. <laughs> it's like blue and white. <laughs> Everything yep. was fine until it wasn't. But <laughs> Robert Dobby ran out of cigarettes and Tom Atkins ran out of beer. <laughs> Problems. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, it's I suppose we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us, right? What's the prognosis? Sticker in a rock garden. <laughs>